Welcome to This Creative Life Radio. I'm Felicity O'Connor. Creative women all over the world are unblocking and recovering their creative journey while they rewrite the rules for creative success. Join me as I explore the lives of people engaged in successful creative work and unlock helpful tips that leave you inspired and ready to create. Fantastic. Welcome, everybody, to This Creative Life. Uh, Lovely to to be sharing some time with you, and thank you so much to all the listeners that are tuning in uh, to my humble little podcasts and uh, digging into creative people's lives, which is really fascinating to do, and I'm always grateful for the guests that I have on the podcast. And today, we have a really fantastic guest. Uh, Painter Sally West is a Sydney-based painter and um, you may have seen her work around. She's been in a couple of prominent Sydney galleries uh, and so on. And so I'm very excited to hear more about her process. She has a very luscious, rich approach to her painting. She does a lot of en plein air painting, uh, which I find personally a very challenging thing to do so I'm keen to hear about how how Sally approaches these things welcome Sally West thank you very much Felicity thanks for having me tell us Sally let's go back to the beginning let's find out about you uh, emerging as an artist Uh, your where did you study how did you come to be an artist or have you felt you've always just been that um yes I think I was always an artist it was challenging when I left school because I had um a lot of people in my family trying to direct me in an, the opposite direction, but I just um, kept to my guns and I did um, study design to start with um, and then real, uh, that was kind of a compromise actually with my family, but I did uh, finish that study and go straight back to painting and, and um, have been... So I've been painting for 25 years professionally. So mm. I think at 20 I started exhibiting. Yeah. Now wow. 45. Wow, that's that's not a bad. That's not bad going because <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I'm curious. You you said perhaps there wasn't such a great encouragement to be an artist, and I'm, I'm I suppose I'm just poking around there because I speak to a number of artists that find that can be their beginning, that in fact they have to kind of be a bit of a rebel to what what is the preferred options, let's let's say, of parents or caregivers? Oh, God, yeah, yeah, very much so. I was from a farming background, so um, quite conservative and they were like, you want to do what? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, just, I don't know, it just had to be. It just is and... Um, yeah, there was never any other direction in my mind of where I was heading mm. and they've all caught up with me and now are really happy for me. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Do they own some yeah. of your paintings? Yes, I force some into their homes and they <laughs> <laughs> they do. They, they love them now. My mum's really supportive. She's um, my greatest support really and, yeah, she, so now it's all good. Oh, beautiful! So, so um, unfold that a little bit for us. You did design, and then, then, but, but I don't know you as that. I know you as this quite, you know, incredible, luscious kind of landscape painter. So, how how did all that happen? Well, um, like I said, it was a compromise with my family. Um, I think I was, you know, about eighteen or something, and 
I know. I was actually like 20. So I'd already started exhibiting. But um, so I wanted to go to art school and we had long discussions, You I guess you would say, and in the end um, we just sort of, uh, yeah, they thought that I might get a job if I did design Mm-hmm. Um, school and I thought oh well at least there's uh, lots of elements of fine art in there so in the end I'm actually really glad I did that course because um, I learned a lot about computer a lot a lot of computer skills that I, I don't know what you learn at fine art school but probably wouldn't have learned and um, I find that really handy mm. <laughs> in uh, just everyday professional life as an artist um yeah but I did just really focus on the drawing classes and painting classes and um color color was a major part of design school Mm. and that became a real obsession and um so it wasn't a waste of time that's for sure it was a real benefit to how I work every day now and yeah but um, after design school, like I said, I I think I worked as a designer for about five minutes and then <laughs> <laughs> then decided it took up too much uh, mental space and it was sapping my painting energy and um, so then moved into working in retail uh, just to have an income without um, draining that side of my brain and and uh, so I worked like three four days a week and painted the rest of the week and that's how I did for many many years wow. really mm. yeah and as I said in, in the introduction I know you was an on plein air painter and a real hardcore on plein air painter and we were <laughs> we were just joking before we started recording about you know what a tough gig that is I've I've come to really appreciate what it is to be painting in the great outdoors um, amongst the elements and all the other things you can test with, yeah. <laughs> I've got a whole new respect for, for painters us that, that do that. But you, So that's been a, a thing from the start, has it? Is, is that how you started? No, no. Um, it wasn't actually, but I did. Um, I became obsessed with the human figure and pla- painting from uh, life drawing. So... I now I look back on that and think that was the beginning because that's a that's a real immediate response. You, you're painting in the moment an immediate response to a subject, and I think that is the same really as on plein air, where you are responding immediately to your environment. So it wasn't until I was about twenty, um, probably twenty-four. So I went. Um, I was moved down to Bury on the south coast because because I was finding it hard to afford to uh, afford my painting life in Sydney and just working in retail. So I moved down to the south coast and rented um, a little cottage on thirty acres. And it just so happened that the lady who owned it wasn't plein air artist, and she talked me into going out with her one day, and I was really challenged and um, kind of but uh, it was life-changing and I knew that that was that was um, wanted to what I wanted to do all the time if I could and that's how it began so I've been doing it ever since and 
yeah, it's wow. just what I love. Yeah. Beautiful. So, I mean, what a beautiful, yeah. I can imagine, sort of environment to, to begin that career, you know, that that's uh, quite a stunning landscape of which many famous artists have, have sort of painted down that way. Yes, yes, yeah, that's right. And after I did that first plein air painting, which I have on my wall, I can see from where I'm sitting. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's um so we're up on a hill overlooking the Shoalhaven. So but after I did that I researched and obviously yeah, there's so many great artists who've painted in that area. But um soon after that I moved up the coast and that's where I really um really went hard at the plein air that was up um up near, on the mid-north coast, so I have a lot of paintings in my portfolio of Bluey's Beach and Seal Rocks and those places. Ah. So I was, yeah, because I was there for 10 years and, um, yeah. And now I'm in Sydney, it's hardcore, um, on plein air in Sydney, it's more hardcore than anywhere because um, the, all the new challenges are parking, <laughs> oh yes, people. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole different ball game, but um, it's just um, I, I do enjoy the challenge of it, and it's just added a whole other level of challenge to the planning work. As if it wasn't challenging enough, but um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, on that, on that, uh, with with. Okay, so you've got to park in Sydney, which anyone that knows Sydney knows what a nightmare yeah. that can be. You've got you've got to be relatively what close to your location because you've got all these materials to, to yeah. unpack yeah. and set up and pack mm. up again. What well, I'm curious to know, um, how do you manage when when you're set up and you're working away and you're concentrating on what you're doing, mm. you know, and you've got people that want to the public that walk past that that want to comment or talk? I mean, how do you manage that? Um, well. I do choose places that have less people. Uh, you hide. I, okay, that's how you I do. try to hide, <laughs> but there are always people and they, um, and yeah, I just, you know, I talk to everyone and um, I just continue to work and people kind of respect that you are working and, um, yeah, it's just, it's, uh, I try to, just keep zoned into my work because it is it is really distracting. Yes. Um, hard to stop and talk and then get back into the zone. So, um, yeah, but you can't be rude. <laughs> well, you could be, but I don't know. You could yeah. be. Or you just, just hide, as you, as you suggest. You're just going to paint out the country somewhere. You only yeah. have a cow that might come across your path or something or a kangaroo. Oh, yeah. Well, it's hard to paint the harbour. Sydney Harbour without um, yes. in in absolute hidden uh, areas. But there are really, I mean, Sydney's amazing. I, you know, I'm constantly amazed at how many beautiful spots there are to paint and there's almost no one there. Wow. Um, it is. It's really amazing and it's such a beautiful harbour and there's always so much happening on it. And any conditions, it's, um, yeah, it's really beautiful. And so there's, there's so much, isn't there, to, to respond to and I think, uh, you know, even if you have one spot that you might go back to, I, I can see in your work, you know, that you do return to certain, certain oh, spots yeah. on the harbour and 
just there's so much that can change, isn't there, even in, in the period of time which you are setting up. And, and I'm assuming sometimes you're there, what, in one spot all day? Is that how you do it? Yes, yes. So I just um, I just get there. I usually get uh, to, well, I, you know, drop my kids at school at 8.30. I'm at the studio packing my car by 9 and usually on site by about 9.30. and. Wow. Starting to paint about ten, ten thirty, and then I work really quickly because you have to, and I've, that's been the greatest thing about plein air painting is it's trained me to work quickly and not overwork, and um, so I'm usually packed up by two. Mm-hmm. There's another deadline of after school pickup. All right. Um, so it's back in the studio, <laughs> unpacked, back to the school. Yeah. yeah. Wow. wow. But I love that. Um, I don't know. I, lo- I seem to be quite, um, what's the word, uh, inspired by that um, pressure. Yes. You know, I really, when I don't have pressure, when I'm in the studio and I'm doing still life, I mean, I work. A lot slower, and I get um, a little more frustrated. I think because I don't have the pressure of time and yes. and weather, yes, potential indeed. wind. Yeah. <laughs> so again, coming back to that thing about how how you know what changes in in the elements around you when you when you're painting outside like that, and you're saying you work quite quickly. Do you, you work on like several different pieces? Would you over that that period of time that you're out in the field, or do you? Yes. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. Always, I always, um, because I do work quickly, if I just take one canvas and work on it, it just, um, it's never good. It just becomes overworked. Mm-hmm. So now I always take, I usually have a major piece and some little studies, that's how I do it. And I do it back to front. I, think, I know you meant to do the studies first, but I always want lunge straight into the big work and then um and then work yeah work on the studies afterwards oh that's really interesting to hear hear you say that i think I, i've done a similar thing actually and sometimes it's about like well i've got this paint left over so you know i'll find a small piece of paper and just yeah. use it up and then bingo you get your better work <laughs> that's it and i always think oh, i should have done the big work last but yeah anyway i love working that way and it is, um, and it's a time management thing too. You know, you want the big piece done, so you do it first. And if you don't get to the smaller works, it's not as um, it's not as much of a feeling of a loss of a loss or a wasted time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sally, one of the things that I often ask my guests about is how they get themselves unstuck or out of a rut, um, or whether maybe you don't experience that. Um, but, you know, even thinking back, you, you were saying, say, you're working on a still life back in the studio, perhaps that's where it might happen, maybe for you more, I don't know. But do you, how, how do you deal with that situation? Um, well, that's that's what plan air does for me. It unblocks me. And I can, if, I mean, I if I go back to the same location too often, that, that sort of, gets a bit, um, you know, sort of stagnates my 
process, I think. But if I keep changing my environment, I don't, I don't experience those blocks. Well, and if I go, go to the studio and I look at the flowers and don't feel it, well, then I just, um, I just go outside. And that changes everything for me. It's really it's um, solved that problem. That's fantastic. I mean, it's, it's a simple solution, and yet, and yet, one that I'm, I'm sure many of the artists that are listening, you know, could actually use pretty effectively. It's really useful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, just change what you're doing. That's yeah. for me. What, um, what works? Right, mm. right. Yeah, yeah. We we actually met um, uh, in person at least. Uh, 12 months ago didn't we and I was um, we were both involved in one of the things on the central coast in New South Wales the Five Lands Walk and the On Plein Air Walk I think it's Art in the Open they're calling it this year and I was you know really keen to speak to you because I was pretty new to trying this new thing of trying to cart all my materials out <laughs> Onto the onto the coast, battle the elements and come up with some masterpieces in like you know four or five hours. I, and and I just I remember that day you know meeting you thinking, wow, these you know these these artists that work like this. I was I was wind blown, sunburned. All my work was full of sand. All my clothes were full of sand because I've been working down on the coast. Oh, it was. <laughs> And so I was really keen to think, how the hell do you do this every day? You know, but twelve months later, I, I totally kind of I get it now. I get it, and I think it, it's terribly exciting. The, the, the yeah. changes and the shifts and the energy that that you engage in outside is is a, a real total different rhythm um, to to what you might then bring back and work on in the studio. Do you do that? Do you come back and rework things a little bit or touch them up a bit in the studio, or do you just Bang! That's it. They're done when you're out there. Yeah, I have a a rule. It's my own rule for myself. Don't touch anything. I did um, do it a couple of times after when I got um, moved back to Sydney, and I went down on the harbour and I painted um, the opera house and the bridge, which I kind of was terrified of approaching anyway because they're such iconic images. But I had all this self-doubt coming home in the car and as soon as I got home to the studio I started, yeah, fixing it. I thought I was fixing it and then um, the next day I, I mean, I still can't even look at those two paintings. They're just destroyed. So I I now realise you just, I can't make, it takes me a long time to actually come to terms with what I've just produced because it's so spontaneous. I really only make a decision about a painting if I like it, it, it probably three months later. I don't actually look at them. I bring them home. I'll photograph them on site so I've got the record mm-hmm. um, and then I just put them away to dry because they take so long to dry and, and do not – I just – don't even allow myself to look at them because I don't like anything straight after anyway. So, um, and usually when I do come back to them, I think, oh, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> wow, that's, that's fascinating. I, again, I'm sure that there are a lot of artists listening to go, oh, that's 
that, what a relief to hear someone, you know, someone as experienced as you are to, to actually say they don't like what they do straight up. Um, no, never. I just – and so now I have that rule. It's like don't touch it and just walk away. And just walk away and just leave it because then what you've got in your work, I know, is this real freshness. Yes. So if I play with that, that's what I lose. You, you kill it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and I do – generally come back to them and quite like them Mm. Mm. or think they're okay yeah and then tell me about so so, okay so they spend some months dry because you're working in oils and um yeah that clearly has got a a whole different drying sort of time schedule um and then you tell us about where you're exhibiting and the galleries you're connected to because i'm assuming then that your galleries say righto we're coming around or can you bring around a load or how does all that work yeah who are you exhibiting with tell us a bit about that um well my i'm exhibiting in sydney with um philia malas in wallara and um she calls herself my drying room because <laughs> 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 my works are never dry and um she's got lovely amount of light and <laughs> temperate climate in her gallery so um I think a lot of the galleries really uh find it tricky to deal with my work because yeah they want the work that's fresh but it's um never dry and they can't stack them and it's difficult for them to work with. But, um, you know, oh, well, getting back to the galleries, the other gallery in Sydney is Traffic Jam and I also exhibit with Cab Gallery in Terrigal. Um, I also have gallery on the Gold Coast and one in Canberra couple down in victoria so wow um, you, you that's incredible i didn't realize you were you were that well represented around the country yeah yeah so that that's you know in the last couple of years that's sort of grown to that so um which is good because as you know you, um you need to get them out there you know mm-hmm. if you're producing them they need to go somewhere I totally agree. And again, I speak to, you know, and as you know, I kind of coach artists in in part of the work I do. And there were many conversations I have with people about that, that very thing about, you know, if you want to to gain representation in the gallery or you want to be seen or you just want to sell work, but but nobody ever sees the stuff. Like it just doesn't work, does it? And you've got to work quite hard at that, I I think. Like, you know, you've, you've got to find those galleries I don't know whether that's how it worked for you at all but um yeah it does take years and time doesn't it to, to make oh, those yeah. connections and, and get yeah. those invitations or or put yourself forward I mean is that what you found yes so um I mean Philia was the first gallery that ever really gave me a chance and she's in Mulara and um for many years she was the only gallery that would give me a chance and um but then I think um, as my, I think I got in a few art prizes and then I got invited to a few places. So, right, and that opened some doors for you. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Like, mm. I didn't really, really think about art prizes till, oh, I don't know how many years ago. But, um, someone said to me, oh, that was when I was living out of Sydney and I had no idea what was happening outside of my little world. And, um, and then, 
I met an art. I used to open up my garage because I lived in a touristy sort of spot and opened up the garage and someone said to me, you need to enter art prizes. And he, so, I, yeah, that's when I started. And it does make a difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish it didn't, but it, I think it does. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's a it's a real dilemma for a lot of people. I think the old art prize game, you know. But um, I was yeah. just at an opening a couple of nights ago, and, and a well known artist had we had were having a discussion of this, and and she was saying, well, you know, even at, at the top, the artists that are entering prizes are estimating that they may get selected. That's not win, but just get selected, hung as a finalist. Maybe one out of ten applications to get in. Yeah. It's a tough gig. It's, it's really tough, and it's like you know. I, I, but I think um, you're right. I think it does open doors, and I think people sometimes get a bit knocked or resentful or disappointed. But actually, if you can crack it, it does it mm. does put you in front of people, doesn't it? Well, that's right. And if you're not in galleries, then um, how how can you be seen? And it is if you do get into one. Well, there's you know how many. People see your work and potentially people that um, can help you, you know. So how did you you end up in so many galleries? Like did that just unfold? That did just unfold. So, yes, yeah. So I think um, having Felia stand by me for so many years gave me, um, well, the support that I needed to on so many levels, but then, yeah, that it, the, the galleries that I've sort of joined in the last couple of years, they, they have invited me, so mm. that, that's that been um, a lot easier than how it used to be, that's for sure. Well, that's a credit um, a credit to you and, and such a hard-working artist that, that I know you are and, and, you know, such a high standard of work, Sally, so I think that's a real credit to you. I, oh, thank you. There's not many artists I know of it that are that well spread across mm-hmm. the country. <laughs> In a nice spot. I, I, oh, that's really, really quite impressive. And, you know, you're selling really well and people are loving, loving what you're doing. So mm-hmm. um, it's fantastic to see. It's really fantastic to talk to someone who is like you are, you know, hardworking and, and it's actually making it work. Well, yes, I'm so always terrified that it's going to change. I mean, I guess every artist feels that. Well, well any job can be that, can't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a lot but, of job security when people think there is and there often isn't, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you sell, I kind of, when I first started selling, I felt really inspired by that and would, um I, when I do my paintings, I, like I said before, I never like them. So it's like I'm always amazed, actually, that when one does sell, uh, that doesn't seem to change, actually. It's just always like, wow, you know, which, which is a good thing, I think. Do you? Oh, I think that's that? a great thing. I think that's <laughs> such a great thing. And, it, and it's, um, you know, I, again, when well, I met you, I mean, I was really struck um, by your humble nature um as to what you had achieved and what you were doing i thought you were very a very humble person which i really admire now that i know you've been a country girl it makes a lot more sense why i liked you so much (laughs) are you a country girl i am oh there you go so uh, i knew there was something i liked about you straight away (laughs) and so yeah very much so i i it's lovely to feel that you've got that that surprise element of, of still feeling wow people are 
people are not only seeing this, but they're they're loving it so much they want to own it and hang it in their house. And, and, yeah. yeah, I think that's fantastic. I think um, I think I mean, do you feel like that? I mean, I think everyone must. Yeah, I I, I do. I often have the this, this sense of surprise. Like, yeah, oh, that yeah. one's sold, and often something sells that you don't think is the thing that would. You know. Yes, yes, and I have um, entered things in art prizes because I couldn't decide, so I just drew it out of a hat, and that, and then um, kind of gone. Oh, that's that's definitely not one I'd choose, but I'll just trust the universe here. And they've got that, you know, how you en- when you enter, they off- often ask for three entries or whatever, and the one that I've thought. I'll probably delete that one and I'll just chuck it in anyway. Chuck it in, but, yeah. And then that's the one that gets in. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you could do your heading if you thought about it too mm. much and tried to analyse it all, couldn't you? I think you just have to jump in. and. Yeah, yeah. Do, it's a bit like, like painting, isn't it? Sometimes you just got to jump in and take big risks. Um, yeah, yeah, and, not and think about it. Not think about it and not, not go back and fix it up later and just take the risks and that's how you push to the next level. Yeah, absolutely, mm. absolutely, mm. yeah. If you're not taking risks, you're not evolving. Well, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the that's the fantastic challenge. I, I think of every painting, every painting, you know, it's that new beginning of how far can I push it, you know. And yeah. I read an article about um, an interview of Elizabeth Cummings the other week and, you know, she was very much about how as an artist, you know, we're often greedy because it's like we want more, we want the next mm. thing, we want the next oh, yeah. painting mm. to be yeah. better and bigger. And I was like, oh, I've never thought about mm-hmm. it like that. But that's true. That's where that hunger is. You know, to, yeah, yeah. To keep trying to find that thing, um, and that's so important to have that hunger, isn't it? Yeah. Otherwise, you you really not being an artist, I guess. Well, I guess, I guess, in the end, you, you well, yeah, that's right. Maybe you're producing um, a very predictable thing or something for an audience, um, mm, rather yeah. than something kind of I don't know, authentic, perhaps. I don't yeah, know yeah. Way to say that, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, your your job is to explore, I think, and and unless you're driven to do that, it's um, I don't know what you'd call it. It's not really art, then, is it? I suppose it's an analysis or a, you know, a, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Because I mean, it's about mm. responding, isn't it? I think. Mm. Yeah, 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 definitely. Fantastic, yeah. Sally. The, if people wanted to see your work, if they don't know your work or they'd like to see more of what you're up to at the moment, um, tell us about whether you've got exhibitions or um, perhaps your website or how would they actually go and do that? Um, well, I do have a website mm-hmm. and it's com. And so on my. S-A-L-L-Y-W-E-S-T.com, yep. Oh, no, W-S-T-A-R-T, so Sally West Art. Okay, sorry, yep. Um, And so on my contact page there's a list of the galleries um, and you can actually click through to see what they have of mine in stock. Uh Um, And then on my Instagram page I always publicise any shows and different things that are happening and news, so that's a good way to keep up to date if people want to. So, yeah. Fantastic. That's, yeah. Fantastic. And do you have you got special exhibitions coming up or are you just, just flat out trying to supply all your numerous galleries? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a, uh, an exhibition on at the moment actually, but it will 
be closing on Sunday. That's mm-hmm. at Cab Gallery in Terrigal. That's mm-hmm. actually a, um, revisiting the figure, human figure. So that's been a real change and a challenge going back to that and right. kept me in the studio for a while. Um, yeah, so that's on until Sunday the 18th of June. Mm-hmm. Which will probably be yeah. past the date by the time people listen to this recording. Yeah, yeah. But your work can be, we can catch up with what's happening next through your website or your Instagram account. Got to love Instagram for artists. I think it's fantastic. So that's that's a great way to, to keep in touch or see, um, see what you're doing. Yes, and, yep. And uh, you'll also be part of this year's Five Lands Walk, which is the big art and cultural event on the Central Coast in New South Wales. And yes, yep. I understand that you'll be part of uh, Art in the Open. The, yep. the That's the Saturday, isn't it, of the Five Lands Walk? So yes. I will see you there. And, yes. Um, we will we'll catch up for probably a warm drink, I'm suspecting, by the end of the day. <laughs> yes. It's going to be cold. It's going to be cold. We're both going to be out there battling away. Um, but I'll very much look forward to that, Sally, and, and catching up with you again shortly in that capacity and always look forward to seeing what, what you produce. It's always a bit scary because I feel like I'm scratching away on things and then you produce these incredible paintings. It's like, oh, my God, we were both out there the same day. How did she do that and how did I do that? <laughs> Don't be silly. I love your work. Oh, thanks. You're so kind. Thank you. Well, look, it's, it's been really fantastic to, to chat to you and um, I think – uh, it'll be really useful and interesting for people to hear a little about you and your process and how you do all of these things, uh, raise children, paint, produce great work, um, keep yourself sane. I think it's fantastic. So. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> no, maybe not the last thing. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Sally, thank you once again so much. All the best with uh, all the creative pursuits that you have. And Thank um, you, Felicity, and same to you. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you're feeling really ready to jump into your creative life. If you'd like more information about my inspiring 12-week online program to seriously unblock your creative life, pop on over to my website, felicityoconnor.com, and go to the Work With Me page. If you're after a super friendly, helpful community of creative people to hang out with, you must check out my amazing Facebook group called From The Easel and join hundreds of artists and creative people that have discovered that they don't have to take this journey alone.